You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Government policy has a cost. Every law and regulation passed by the government has a human toll. The cost, a series of We Are Libertarians, is a one-on-one interview that tells the story of an average person as they deal with the outcome of policy. In this episode, we talk to Maya Axton. Maya is the host of Creating Maya, a podcast that we have on our network. And this isn't so much about government policy. This is more about societal norms and expectations. Maya is trans. A lot of Creating Maya is about self-acceptance. And how do you deal with society when you've been labeled a freak? In this episode, you see the emotional toll of those societal norms. It ends on a sad note, but if you go and download the Creating Maya podcast, you'll see that she is doing well and continues to send in updates. Here is Maya's story. You've been transitioning for four years, and uh, we do a lot of discussing of all of that, because I think a lot of people don't understand fully what it means to transition from male to female or female to male. And uh, we were kind of ahead of the curve three years ago when we started this. Now everybody's got questions. It's it's it, Trans is very hot right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm really glad a little black boy fell into a gorilla cage and a gorilla died so I wouldn't stop talking about bathrooms, but it's still <laughs> a hot topic. Let, can we talk about that for uh, um, first off? Because I've been dying to get your perspective on this. On what? The gorilla? Uh, no, uh, yeah, on the gorilla. <laughs> Bad parent or not. Uh, and if you are watching on Facebook Live, then you can go and leave a comment, and we'll read those questions a little bit later. Uh, and let us know how it sounds, because... Uh, the gorilla, I, the gorilla I, thing? So, no. Really? Really? really. No, I, I, I want to get the bathroom take. The bathroom take. Yeah. Okay. So, North Carolina passes a law about not letting you into a female restroom because you're born a male. In government facilities and schools. Okay. So what, first off, you got to know the law before you can speak on. I it. think that it was a ridiculous law, so I never learned it. Sorry. Yeah, no, the whole thing's ridiculous. The whole thing is stupid. I'm gonna go all the way back to like, say, like 1890 or so when the Prussian school model hit, and we started like looking to other places, and we couldn't figure out how to use bathrooms and everything else. So like right around the turn of like the 20th century, I guess. Right? That'd be mm-hmm. yeah. Turn of the 20th century. It's 21st century, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I don't know. Yes. I don't know why those numbers are always off. But well, because I guess we started at zero at some point, didn't we? But that's not important. Um. Oh, no! Sorry. Sorry. The cat just um, had cat was to go. Being annoying. I had, had to, to send go. the cat back. Had. Horrible cat. All right. So back at the turn of the century. But that's when we started gender and everything, and it wasn't. To protect women, it was to treat them like the the little objects and the pieces of crap they were to get them out of our way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that eventually turned into more segregated bathrooms to for blacks and everything else. And there was always different places, little pockets of places that like had started segregating things. And then that got codified in the building codes and laws. And then so a hundred something odd years ago, people codified crap in the law, and it just because government nothing actually progresses and changes, so it just stuck around. And then crazy religious people built their beliefs around having separate bathrooms and you hear preachers making sermons over and it's like the bible never really was like yeah you have to have separate like bathrooms for men and women um but then you look at like cases in like that one bar in dc that has unit one giant unisex bathroom all the stores like every stall or urinal is its own little room 
communal wash sinks, everything, right? Mm-hmm. And they have some family bathrooms and some, like, special needs bathrooms off to the side. But, like, they had to fight the government to even be allowed to build that. So the whole thing comes down to is why is this encoded, like, codified in the law in the first place? Like, it's a part of our society that we wouldn't have kept had we been allowed to progress how we wanted to. Like, okay. all these problems are always, like, the Jim Crow era and everything else. Like, all that was because of government laws. Like, society fought back against these laws, but then it got... And then everyone, you know, we got flags, American flags, the flags of our oppressors all over this table right now. <laughs> and I got a special 4th of July flag uh, tablecloth because I knew Maya was coming today and I wanted to wrestle her a little bit. Like, I'm looking at the the the, the symbol of the reason why <laughs> trans people kill themselves, uh, yes, uh, why go- veterans kill themselves. Gover- government is the reason, not people's complete in, in No, but that's what, no, that's what I'm saying, no, is that... Look at all these people that think, you know, people that smoke weed are vile, dangerous criminals. They need to be locked up for in a metal rape cage for how many years? There's people serving like 30, 40 years for small pop bus, and people support that. That all stems from it. You're being told it's right and just and true by the body of government you've spent 12 years being taught how to worship. Mm-hmm. That's why... Society is so screwed up. I guarantee you let pocket the people decide on how they want to be and how they want to treat people. It works out super well. Like people's cliques of friends. Most people I know deal with me extremely well. Most all the libertarians I know don't follow building codes, don't follow that crap, but they're still good, caring people. Mm -hmm. And like, I think it's because all these laws and then people want protections. They want to be separated and treated special. Well, there's a lot of benefits from being separated out and treated special under the government. Money, special rights, that good feeling of security that, like, someone's watching out for you and you have these men with badges and guns to protect you. And it's a false sense of security. It's a false sense of hope. And the whole thing's stupid. The bathroom law discussion shouldn't even be an option. It shouldn't even be an issue. It shouldn't be. But thank you to, like, government and these people wanting to, like, enshrine, like, morality and how society is right this very second. Like, I think when I back, like, when I worked on tea parties, people are like, like, we got to make America great again. And, like, Donald Trump's, like, new slogan, make America great again. And, like, we got to take things back to when it was good. It was never good. Like, we had a lot of opportunities to improve. And technically right now society is the best it's ever been towards a lot of things. But it still sucks. It's sure. horrible. Like, there are cultures around the world that are way more, like, just libertarian and open and honest about things. And I hate to be tying, like, how we treat social things as libertarian or not. But as far as how we encodify them into laws. And it's the whole bathroom thing sucks. And it's because of, like, people thinking that morality, if it's in, if their type of morality, like, everyone says it's a Christian nation, so everyone thinks we should follow Christian laws. The same thing that's happening, like, that's why all those women are getting, like, circumcised and their genitals mutilated over in the Middle East because it's, it's codifying the law, and people think the law should have a, a, a moral thing about it. So everyone fucking suffers. So, yes, it is this flag, this government the soldiers, the cops, all of them are partially the reason why so many trans people, what, 43% trans people uh, attempt suicide? I mean... Okay, that notwithstanding, (laughs) (laughs) you didn't even come close to answering the question. You asked me a question. I got in the tangent. I'm sorry. Uh, Shocking. Yeah, so, all right, which bathroom do you use? It depends on where I'm at. Yeah. I don't like to. I've never liked public restrooms. Um, I like outhouses and like porta johns. <laughs> like those make sense. Like 
They're dirty. They're not trying to play up anything. They are what they are, and they're single use. Like, and you know when someone's in there. That little slide thing. Like, I have done a lot of bathrooming in Porta Johns over the years, concerts and <laughs> everything else. But um, I, I don't normally use the restroom when I go places. Since you've been, since you transitioned, have you had any kind of odd experiences using a women's restroom at all? No. I've walked into a guy's room, um, and I was washing my hands. It was when I was working with Rupert, so I was dirty, and I wouldn't, you know, but I have pink hair, and, like, I'm in, right. like, my hair's down, because I'm trying to clean up a little bit for, like, the dinner little event. Yeah. Oh, I just said that. <laughs> you I just keep see. talking. I'll go save my carpet. <laughs> it's just water. Don't be a bit. Um, <laughs> it's just, oh, let's keep Headphones. But, um... No, but I had pink hair, and a guy walked in. He's like, oh, sorry, I walked into the wrong restroom. I'm like, no, you didn't. And then, like, he just had this bewildered look on his face. Um, But now it's like if I walk anywhere near restrooms, I can see everyone, like, I wonder which restroom that thing's going to use. Like, when I I posted about the other day when those guys in that gas station were like, I wonder if that's a tranny in front of us. Like, (laughs) Really? I because feel like a trannies are hot right now. They're, yeah, they are. They are. We're we're a hot ticket item. I mean, tranny porn has always been super popular. Um, I mean, you start looking at numbers, especially now when it's so easy to access everything else. Nobody really cares about like these shady sites, and everyone watches it now. Like the amount of people that watch trans porn is just. But bathrooms, like I know a lot of people have a, a major struggle with them. Um, I've known I've known a couple uh, trans guys that have gotten the crap kicked out of them going into the men's room um so like i don't know it's 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 a big deal there's been a, a number of stories over the years of people getting the crap kicked out of them in bathrooms mm-hmm. and it's like why is violence like the response to bathrooms <laughs> like you're <laughs> right. in the wrong bathroom you're not doing anything wrong but you're just in the wrong bathroom so i'm going to use physical violence against you like but where does that come from? Where's like that's the scary thing is people are okay with talking about hurting someone for being in a bathroom they don't think they should be in. I and mean, all these pe- all these women have been chased into the bathrooms. Like we've heard of a number of stories. How many haven't we heard about of guys chasing women into the bathrooms and women like yelling at people and everything else? And like where does it become? Where are they told? At some point, they're told it's okay to use violence against people other than you. The, the whole argument that, you know, well, I don't want my... Uh, do you find any validity to the argument that by allowing men to go into women's restrooms uh, or basically doing... it allow, Well, so, like, the Glenn Beck people, they make the argument, uh, well, I, I could just say that I feel like a woman and I could walk into a women's room just so I can get some upskirts. Uh, I don't. I don't find that to be a valid argument. Okay, really. first you? off, I've never known someone to just like one day they start their transition, done nothing, don't even have any like feminine clothes. Right. One day start their transition, go to Goodwill, buy the creepiest, crappiest dress they have, throw it on, not shave or anything, and then want to start using the women's facilities. You're not presenting as well. There's people sure. that go through the first year or two of their transition without presenting full time, right? Like, and you can't get to your sur- surgery unless you present full time. So there's this, there's these kind of things that like people do. So there's some gender queer people out there, and people that are there's intersex people, and some people just aren't attractive, and like whatever. But like, <laughs> there's you usually don't start using the facilities of your identity 
your chosen or your your identity. I'm not gonna say chosen. Kiss my ass. Um, your identity, your gender identity. If uh, you're gonna wait till you can pass a little bit, till you look like you belong in the right room, right? Which in and of itself is crap because a trans person is about a year behind on their looks. So like right now, how I look is I'm seeing myself two years ago, okay, or a year ago, like. I'm not seeing myself how I look now. Like, it takes a while for your brain to update. Like, especially, hmm. like, people that lose weight, they still feel fat. They still think they're super fat, but they're not. You don't see your weight loss, that everyday thing. It takes a while to really right, change. So right. a lot of trans people will look very passable, be just fine, and not know what bathroom to go in still because their mental state doesn't match. And then, then it's the threat of violence. We have to worry about violence to use a restroom. Yeah, that and so I really have felt like this was such a non-issue. It was so, it's something that it really isn't a big deal at all, and it's just another one of these social issues that both sides use to fundraise on. It's 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 a release valve, right? And I've always said this: is society has to have someone to hate for our society to function. There has to be a bad guy. Well, recently we've been we don't really want a whole lot of like Muslim hate right now. Because we're kind of allied. We just told Russia, what, today? Not to attack Al-Qaeda because we might have moderates in it? We might have moderates in Al-Qaeda, so please don't attack them. Like, so, you know, we don't want to, like, hate Muslims right now because we're trying to buddy-buddy with them. we got to win re-elections. Then you can't hate gay people anymore, really, because... That's that's out. That's that's, 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 that's not so not in. like eight not, years ago. Yeah, it's not in at all. You can't hate gay people. You can't hate black people. You can't. You can hate black Black Lives Matter, <laughs> um, and you can hate any social justice warrior that's black if they identify as a SJW or feminist. Right. Unless you're the alt right, and then you are just racist openly, so you don't count. But like. You can't hate any of these other groups. People, the Syrian, the Syrian thing doesn't really work out because people found out that a lot of Syrians can fit in to be a white person really easily. Like, there's a lot of people from that whole area, like the whole Caucasus region, Caucasian, uh-huh. <laughs> um, that look kind of white. So that kind of faltered. Like, that was Syrians the- have been here for a long time. Like Rupert Syrian. Did anybody know that? Right. His his mother's Syrian. So like, okay, fine, cool, right, whatever. So many people knew America's favorite survivor is it I I whatever. But <laughs> but the um the, the whole thing's just absurd. Everything's just so absurd that we like have to have someone to hate and it's gotta be trans people right now. And we're super small minority and there is no consistent like you can't unify trans people and their allies. There's too many disagreements, there's too many arguments. And then when trans people get to a good, safe place, they go stealth, so they disappear. <laughs> well, the argument is that it's the, the next step is pedophilia, that the, man, the NAMBLA people, that they, will, uh, that they will be legitimized next, that all you perverts will finally you know, be accepted by society. Um, I don't know why that's a good comparison. First off, gay people is a sexual thing. Like... Sure. That's their sexuality. That's like who you're having sex with, like who you're attracted to. So the whole LGB, LGB movement and pedophiles could be more closely related. And I don't want to do that. I just did that. But yeah, I, but I, yeah, they those could be way more closely related because it's they're the base of it. It's still almost a sexuality issue. Like those people need to deal with that. Trans people on the hand always being like called perverts is really weird because they confuse us with transvestites and 
over-sexualized drag queens and all this other weird fetish stuff. And it's like, that's why a lot of people really hate the umbrella term transgender is because it's an umbrella term and it includes transvestites and it includes cross-dressers. And a lot of people don't like that because, like, I'm transsexual. I'm not transgender. I mean, I guess I technically am because it's an umbrella term and whatever. But, like, a lot of people are like, no, we need to be distanced. But, like, we got to kind of take whatever we can get at this point because we're fighting a behemoth. We're fighting a Christian nation. We're fighting all these weird family advocacy groups and all this weird stuff in the government. And then society just doesn't know. And then like, Hey, what, let me talk to a random stranger about their genitals real quick. Like what's in your medicine cabinet? You know, like how do you have sex? I don't know. Ask my grandma first. Like she loves talking about that stuff. What? (laughs) Really? Why would you, how did did grandma get in here? Well, like, would you ask your grandma about her cooch? No. Would you ask her about her sex life? No. Then why would you ask a random fucking stranger that you think might be a different gender than they were assigned at birth about theirs? I'm not. I'm not. Well, the, no, no, not you. I'm just I'm not, saying. I, I'm asking. Like, I'm asking on a podcast. So I know. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not the norm. See, this is. Oh man, it had to be rainy today, so I'm all fired up. And, I know. Yeah, I'm. I'm super depressed today too. Yeah, it's a lot of depressing things. The I mean. weather just really bums me out, man. Man. Man, man. <laughs> Rest in peace, Chris Peffers. He's not dead. He just moved to Colorado. So Which will be my last stop. He, he's dead to me. That's where I'm taking my last stop. I will be seeing Peffers. So Peffers, if you ever see this, I'm coming for you. Jiggle you gotta... to the left, bro. Huh? Jiggle to the left. Jiggle to the left. Um, you, yeah, you're you're going on a tour. Uh, this is this is going. It's not a tour. It's he, yeah. It's a it, living funeral. Uh huh. Yeah. This is going to be maybe a contentious episode. I don't know yet. We'll see how it goes. But because Maya's being a dumbass, um, wh- what are you? You are scaring a lot of people on your Facebook. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you are. I know. I've gotten so many fucking messages. I know, and people I think that's kind of what it's about, right? Up. You you want the attention, right? No. I want people to participate in my funeral if they want to. Like, all the points on the map aren't about where I want to go. It's do, about where I have your, people. Your funeral. Do you have cancer? No. Heart heart disease? Why Why a- should I have to? AIDS finally catching up with you. How are you going to die? Uh, by my own choosing. Okay. <laughs> so you're not getting uh, chemo for your cancer? No, I wouldn't get chemo if I had cancer in the first place. <laughs> God, of course you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you're vaping, you're smoking, but you're not, you know, going to get, get chemo. Why would I get chemo? It's not the most effective form of treatment for all cancers. Which it, what is? It depends on the cancer. It depends on the person. It depends <laughs> on a lot of things. Is there a tumor involved? Is there not? Has it spread? Where is it at? Specifically, is it in your glands? Is it in the organ? Does it have a good chance of spreading? How you attack How you attack cancer and the giant thing that is cancer is not just let's throw radiation at so it. So you're going to die of cancer. That's that's no. what we've established. No, I'm then how are you die. going to die? I'm going to kill myself. Okay. <laughs> i know that's all you wanted me to say and i didn't yeah, want to say it i know because then it gets like flagged and then like people can report videos and crap because it's talking about suicide and violence well that's but that's what we do here so don't report it because this is an honest discussion about uh mental health and uh maya state Owning of mind yourself. yeah my my state of mind and uh, I'm going to do my best to attempt to tell her why she's a dumbass. I wasn't going to, like, have this episode be this, but okay. Yeah. Fine. What, what, I guess, okay, I mean, okay, everyone what did you want to talk? What did you want to talk about? I don't know. This is, I guess, a more pressing topic because I you, can tie this into a lot of other things. Yeah. Don't I think worry. this is the more pressing issue, don't you? 
We could spend the whole episode talking about bathrooms. Oh, no, there's a lot of other things. I had notes. I remember some of them. Okay. I broke my other phone. So. Did you? You don't have your notes with you? Well, no, they were on my other phone, which I smashed last Saturday during an anxiety attack. So, like, <laughs> yeah. That, w- that word was anxiety, by the way. What did I say? <laughs> anxiety. <laughs> Fuck you and anyone laughing. (laughs) Anyone laughing right now. Fuck you. Uh, So let's. It's the last time we talked to you. You were doing great, and now you're on a suicide mission. Well, suicide never leaves. Like, so for somebody that's like seriously depressed and suicidal, it never goes away, and you know that. Yeah, of course. It's an everyday thing. It just changes and how intense it is. It just never goes away. But for somebody who's been like, I guess, suicidal for like. A good, like, since they were 13, so what, like 15 years or so? Yeah. I don't know how old am I, 29, 16 years? I can count. But um, it it's not that big of a deal to me as it is to a lot of people, I guess. So, like, sometimes I don't see it as that big of a deal to talk about because I've been, like, and I was in the military and I've worked very dangerous jobs my entire life and been around people getting hurt and everything else. And it's like, I don't see death in human life as this like big, grand, super important thing. I mean, I go back to sayings like yours, like no one will know your name a hundred years from now. Mm-hmm. So why does it matter? I'm not going to have kids. I can't have kids. So my biological function is no longer even valid. Like, no. It, 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 why is human life? Why is every second so goddamn important? <laughs> what happens if I'm not happy? And I don't want to fight to get happy anymore. What if I'm tired and I just don't want to be anymore? What if I did have cancer and I didn't want to go through chemo and I didn't want to go through all that? And I just, I was done. I was happy with my life so far. I was pretty good with what I'm leaving behind and just wanted to stop living. Why is that not a valid choice? Because you have people that rely on you, that depend on you, that no, love I you. Don't. Yeah, you do. I have yes, no one that relies. No, that is bullshit. In any sort of dependent manner. People may emotionally like depend on me, but yeah, that's what I mean. That that is valid. That is perfectly valid. But there, that's not a valid reason to continue suffering. No, that is a valid reason to seek out help. No, I could seek out help again. Right, and you I could, could be, do you could be absolutely successful if you did it. Could be. Yeah, most likely. It's about risk. I mean, you're a fucking capitalist, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about risks. You take risk, and you and, and you balance the reward to the, the the consequences, the bad, the good. You balance everything. For me, the balance is, eh, I'm done. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> I I feel like there is there's something else. No, I feel that there is a little bit of validate needing validation right now. That things things are not going well. For you at the moment, are no, they? it's not. It's not about going well or not. Mm-hmm. I, I am, I am the master of my own domain, and I always have been until my brain gets in a way. So it's about control. It's about being able to live free. Even if I lived in the middle of the woods in a cabin, nobody knew I was there. I got all my own electricity. You know, just had everything I was set. I still wouldn't be free. And I have, yeah, I have, I have, but I have that, the reason that you wouldn't be free is because human humans are social creatures. No, 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 no. And so isolating no, no, no. yourself is the exact opposite of being that's free. That's not the point of not isolating myself, but literally having no one else influence. That's the picture I'm trying to paint here is no one else mm-hmm. influencing me. So if I have no one else controlling me, no one else telling me what to do, and I could do whatever I want, I had complete and total freedom, I would still not feel free. I don't know that most people would either. I don't know no. why you think that you're different. 
I wouldn't feel free inside my own head. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that's a place I control, and I get to choose what happens, and I get to choose what I like and what I don't like, and I get to choose if I want to destroy a relationship or not, or if I want to break my phone, or if I want to like walk four and a half miles barefoot on fucking concrete and have my feet (laughs) torn to shreds. If I want to do crazy outlandish things, if I want to yell at people and run out of a podcast because we were talking about something that fucking triggered me, like... Whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just, I can't dream anymore. Okay. What does that mean? Good Lord. Going. Um, like, I like construction. I like building. I like engineering. I like thinking about things. I like working with tools inside my own head. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of it. I'm something I'm good at. It's very calming and enjoyable to me. I can't think about it anymore. I haven't been able to think about it anymore ever since I got, <laughs> ever since I had fucking my fingers trapped in a box for a half an hour all alone, just stuck there watching myself bleed, having no idea when I'm going to like mm-hmm. not be fucking stuck in a box. But I can't picture like saws or equipment, even a hammer and a nail doing so. Cause I used to like, I like, I, I used to actually go to the store, buy up all the equipment and like bring it home and I would build stuff. And it was this, this very tranquil thing for me. Mm-hmm. And now I can picture as my arm getting caught off cut off or like getting caught in like a cement mixer like spinning and just rips my arm off and it doesn't just happen once and i move on it it loops it doesn't stop ever it just keeps looping the bad thing just keeps happening right so ptsd whatever sure right whatever but i think i think there's only a limit to how much stress a human mind can take over the years and i think that was my breaking point Mm-hmm. All the other close calls. All I, I've I've been a very dangerous person my entire life with no regards for living. I just I've been one of those people that did a lot of crazy, stupid shit. Um, <laughs> and my job, my job wasn't driving to work for forty five minutes, sitting in an office, going to get lunch, going back to the office, and then driving home. When I worked on a job site, I was everything around me could explode or die or break or the the weather could kill me or all these things. I've worked in tornadoes. I've been standing in an open steel structure. Like I tied myself off to a steel I-beam in the middle of Wyoming because tornadoes were coming through. I just like hooked myself off with this, like the safety harness for falling. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this will probably either get my rims lipped off ripped off or you know like it'll break my neck or but this might help At sure least my body won't be in somebody else's problem and so you i don't i think you can get you can have a strength and you have a a, a, a you can get through a lot of that stuff but i think eventually it just piles up the amount of loss i've had because i've i went to like I, I moved around when i was younger so i had all these different neighborhoods all these different friends i went to i got recycled out of boot camps so i had an extra you know Three weeks with a whole nother troop. That's that that bonding to do even in three weeks is an insane amount of bonding. And so I bonded with all them and then lost all them. And I've bonded with people in tech school and the military and all these close bonds. And when you work construction, you get close to people because you have to trust them. You are trusting them for all kinds of things. You don't really trust people in an office setting. You know, you don't really treat like trust people in a factory setting. Like there's a degree maybe, but your life isn't in somebody else's hands. Mm-hmm. Your career isn't in, in somebody else's hands. At the same time as their, your life. like, But I think there gets to a point where like, I mean, I've fallen off equipment. I've tumbled down like these elevator like type things and bounced off shit. Like felt like 30 feet bouncing off these, like it was at a, a, a rice processing plant for Anheuser-Busch in like Sacramento, California. And like I fell like 25, 30 feet and just bounced off all this shit and hit the ground, got up and walked away. Mm-hmm. Like whatever. But I think there's a limit. I think there's only so much you can take. 
before you start getting like consequences. Like this is D and D. You just rolled a two, and like now you've cursed. Now you're cursed. You've got a curse. It's forever going to be on your character. I don't disagree that I think the human brain has certain stress limits. I mean, I, I've ex- listen. I've struggled with suicidal ideation my entire life. I have no desire to ever actually kill myself. My fantasies of suicide are purely control. My life feels out of control, and I have ultimate control in whether I live or die. So, like, that's my, you know, and that is a stress relief. It's at least I can have that. You know, I have that little bit of control as, a, as I go through stressful things. Um, you know, I had a very stressful teenage period that set the template for the rest of my life, which basically has led to the last two years, which have been, frankly, pretty traumatic. <laughs> Far more traumatic than I, I let on. Um, and been through some shit in these past two years. Yeah, I mean, I I went to the doctor yesterday to actually switch my meds to a different SSRI, and he goes, I haven't seen him in like three or four years. He goes, Wow, okay, so literally everything other than death of a of an immediate loved one you've had happen to you as a life change over the last few years. Said, Yeah, and he goes, Okay, well, no wonder that that particular medicine isn't working anymore. (laughs) It's it's stressed to its limits, but. I don't understand how I can sit here and I can go through all those things, maybe not the physical trauma that you've gone through, and uh, I certainly have a better relationship, although a strained relationship with my parents, uh, I have a much, much better relationship with my parents than you do. Well, Um, now. Yeah, (laughs) now. Um, But I look at the future and I say, wow, look how far I've come. Look how much I've overcome. And I'm still struggling. And every day is a struggle. And every day uh, things things are hard. But, you know, I was thinking about this today. We Are Libertarians over the last two years has saved my life. Because it has it has built a social circle for me that has become my ultimate support system. It has given me uh, a hobby. You know, to distract myself, I spent all day building equipment and and doing all kinds of different things. A purpose is not a job, right? Um, I love my job too, but my job everything's stressful. Um, I, I, I why is it that I sit here and and go, okay, I've got a lot of work to do. I'm in therapy once a week. I'm on medication. I'm exercising, eating right getting sunshine, trying to get more sleep, trying to do the things that make my life better, and I see hope. Why? You have made a lot of improvements, and you have come a long way in the last four years, especially the last six months, as we, as we discussed in the last episode. You've come a long way, and you have just as many people in your life that love you, that want to support you. Why do you feel that you see the opposite of what I see? Because none of that matters. None of that matters. And all of that actually makes things worse. Because for every one of those strong connections I have to somebody, that's a connection I can break. That's something that's going to go wrong. I don't know which one, when. It's just eventually my brain's going to go, you know what? I think you're going to have some issues right now, and you're going to fucking flip out and destroy some shit. Have fun. But you know what's cool is every time that happens... I remember every other time it's happened. And I feel all that all over again. Every time. And so it doesn't get better. It doesn't get more manageable. It just continually gets worse. 
and and I guess with the other shit for the last couple of years being tied on top of it and everything else, it's like I thought of something the other day. Like what I've been going through for the last six months is kind of like puberty. Like again, like I, I started transitioning, but like I got better hormones now. Like I'm taking a like they weren't really what I had before wasn't really working that well, especially before my surgery. But now like everyone gets to figure out like their bodies and stuff when they go through puberty. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I hated mine. I thought it was wrong. I I I didn't didn't like what was happening, so I never really got to go through that and experience that the way my brain thought it should have gone. So everything that happened was wrong. And everything that happened and everything that became a part of me was wrong. So there's some extra self-hate, I guess. Thanks, brain. And then, you know, you get to your 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 teenage years and you get to go through all that. I didn't. Um you get to go to your 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 20s and you get to go through all that. And Figure start figuring out who you are, going to college, looking at your careers, thinking about your future. I I I I, I didn't get that. Late twenties, when you really start settling down a little bit more, and you start you know starting to build something, you got you're starting to calm down a little bit or whatever, starting to settle down. A lot of kid people already have kids now; they're married, they got a house, and they've got a future. I didn't get that either. Like I tried to build a lot of that, and thank God for Emily through all of this, because without her, I would have had literally nothing. But then that brings its own problems. But for a lot of trans people, it's like you start your life really. Like I, I wish I was a little girl when I was a kid. Like I, I wish I could have got to experience life how I wanted to. Like I would have been a fucking tomboy, but like, as I started getting older and everything else, and I would have been treated different. I would have been treated like I have no good memories that match me. I think back, I don't have anything that's Maya's really. I don't have a childhood. I don't have any of that shit. And I didn't get to go through puberty and figure everything the fuck out. I don't want to start now with all this bullshit, with all the pain, the fuck-ups. I'm going to pay for every mistake somebody else made for the rest of my life. Destroyed my body in so many ways. Fucked up. So for 29 years, I fucking wasted my life. And I've got all these broken bits that won't let me change. Anyone ask me why I don't want to live? Why? Even if I lived to 60, it's only half a fucking life. Remembering all the bad all the time. The fuck kind of life is that? Remembering every horrible thing I've done to Emily? Every fucking horrible thing. Every time I've left her. Every time I didn't notice. She should have been with me. I should have been with her. Everything I remember. And it's not me. And they shouldn't have to remember it either. Just go the fuck away. Like when you're like, I come out. Bam. Gone. That old person's fucking gone. And then you gotta change all those old things in your head. All these patterns I have. All these habits and behaviors aren't mine. They're from someone else. They're from my fucking dad. They're from someone else. They're not me. But I have to fight them. Every day. It's exhausting. Then you add anxiety. You add the fucking PTSD and everything else. What fucking peace can I find ever? Yeah, there might be treatments. But I said with when I went with Lindsay and everything else, and I was going to make another shot. I was going to make another go at this. And find hope and try to find something one last time. And I thought I could, I could just power through and like 
lose weight. I've lost so much weight recently and start feeling better and like taking care of myself and putting on makeup and everything else. And none of it fucking worked. It was still just as bad. It still made no fucking sense and it still wasn't controllable. And I'm not going to, I'm already relying on hormones every day. I'm already relying on the grace of God of my friends for treating me somewhat nice and gendering me correctly and everything else. By the grace of God, I survive. I don't have a job. I can't get a job. I can't fucking work with people. It's been progressively getting fucking worse and worse. So I don't feel there. I don't have any motivation. I have all these skills. And I have all these things I want to do, and I can't find any motivation. All my strength and motivation came from my dad because I emulated the one person in my life I liked to make who I am. And I don't... I haven't talked to my dad in a really long time, and I'm probably never going to talk to him again. I'll die before I talk to him again, probably. Why? Because I can't. I don't want him in my life anymore. I can't have him in my life because it's too easy to just try to emulate him again. I've felt happier and better in my life since I haven't fucking talked to him. I used to talk to him every day for at least an hour. Every day for at least an hour. I used to always see him. I lived with him for like four years after I came back to Indiana. Like three three years or something. I don't know. But I noticed that so many of my problems were from him. Some of my issues and my paranoia stems from my parents. So when they say like, you know, nature versus nurture, it's a combination. Like I went through some crazy just psychological trauma in my childhood. Like just shit. And you add on all the military shit where I lost, I lost the ability to give a shit about life. I was an object to be used to murder people. I look forward to killing people. That was my mission in life. I was super excited. You know what that eventually does to your psyche? I didn't get to get deployed. I mean, I went to some place and I saw fucking Katrina right after it happened. I saw all that fucking devastation. That was fucking insane if you've never seen that before. I mean, I've lived in Indiana my, most of my life, so I've seen all the tornadoes and shit. And when you see a fucking hurricane destroy a place and you see these people lose everything for no fucking reason because other people fucked up, you know, the fuck? You go through all that and you think about what it's like to want to kill people for no reason. And like to resign yourself to like my life means nothing. I'm a, I'm a soldier. I'm just supposed to fuck my life. You know, it doesn't mean anything to a suicidal person. And I have all that fucking wrapped up in my head. No, no, there, there there's nothing to continue living for. What I have done, however, is still substantial. I think of for every little tiny thing I've ever affected on you, my reach is tiny. You reach and you affect so many more people than I do, and I've changed you over the years. We've fought back and forth, and there's so many things I look at like in you now compared to like years ago, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that came from me. Or like yeah. I push you in that direction. Like a lot of people pick up the same things when you run in the same circles, anyways. Like a lot of the anarchist stuff, and you guys have finally, you know, after a couple years came around to brutalism and knowing what that was and everything else. But like, like it was a, who said it like Harry, I guess that well, like the hipster anarchist, or whatever, but no, <laughs> I think a lot of, I affected you in a way, even a tiny way. And what I perceive as a good way. Mm-hmm. So for everyone you reach, like who the fuck knows where Chris goddamn Spangle is going to end up. You will end up being bigger than Bob and Tom ever could have been in your influence and reach and everything else. Who knows? You just, that's just how you are. You, you really reach a lot of people. So like, if I changed you, and you're going to change all these other people and affect all this stuff, then, like, good enough. I'm on podcasts. I have all these podcasts. All these people, I know Carl Tagenhorn and a lot of other people have helped people because of the podcast and everything else. Like, I've affected people's lives enough. 
I don't ever want the bad to outweigh the good. And right now, the good outweighs the bad. And that's not guaranteed. So I, quit while you're ahead. I, I don't want to see that shit go away. I don't think that it needs to. You, I can certainly empathize and understand. Uh, <laughs> I probably look like shit, don't I? <laughs> well, you look better than I do. Um, <laughs> I'm glad nobody's watching. Good. Yeah. There's like nobody on here. Thank God. I'm I'm sure the 18 people watching are glad to be called nobody. Thank you very much. That's not very nice. Well, you know what? Go kill yourself. <laughs> well, if I still had guns, I would. So, I will say that I understand. Because every time, every time in my life that I thought, wow. I'm starting to get ahead. Things are starting to look good. Everything falls apart. <laughs> but it never stays that way. You you have periods in life, and everybody has these periods, where things suck, and we're abused, and relationships fall apart, and we lose our house. We uh, have to file bankruptcy. Um, you know, I look at the life of, of my family and yeah, things for the last 20 years have been a mixed bag, but that's how it is for everybody. And the only thing that matters is, yeah, a hundred, a hundred years from now, I, I just decided two years ago when I got divorced I'm going to stop living comfortably. I'm going to stop doing everything less than 100%. And I have lived three times more in the last two years than I have the last 30. And I wouldn't change that because you're you're talking to somebody who's had their... You're talking to somebody who's had their heart ripped out their entire life. Just like you. And I'm never going to give up. And it makes me so fucking pissed at you that you would. See, I hadn't had my heart ripped out my entire life. I've ripped everyone else's out of them. And that's... there. There is no getting over things for me. I don't get to get over them. They just make everything fucking worse and more extreme, and I can't stop it. And I'm tired of living it. I'm tired of knowing it's coming. My bad times don't just happen. Everyone falls on rough times. I make mine. But just because you do that, it doesn't mean that people stop loving you. No, and that's fine. But I can't handle but just. Because, I can't handle no. giving other people pain. I can't handle being a fucking bully to people when I get fucking anxious and mad. I can't stand hurting other people, and I do it all of the time. Everybody feels that way. Everybody, but I as see long myself as you, doing it and can't stop everybody it. Everybody has, if you are in a relationship with another human being, you are hurting other people, you are disappointing other people. And you have not learned, because no one has taught you how to handle these emotions correctly. 
how to handle these emotions properly. And I you're too no, hold emotions. on. You're too goddamn stubborn to ask for help because you think you know everything. You know, and that's a defense mechanism. I'm I'm so independent. I know everything. I know more than you. I'm not going to go get uh, an SSRI, or I'm not going to go get a Billify, or I'm not going to go get Zoloft because I don't need it. Because I know that this shit, blah 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 blah. That's bullshit. That's another defense mechanism no, that you do to put up what barriers. I say. That's what I say. But what I did is I asked for help. I three months ago when I got a good fucking girlfriend along with my wife. That was that was me asking for help, and I was very open to help. And I won't take drugs, not because I know half of them are bullshit and that they could work, is first off, I'm not going to depend on something else to survive. Meanwhile, you're vaping. <laughs> Meanwhile, you smoke cigarettes. Meanwhile, Meanwhile you're taking I have hormones. To eat food. But right. Th- there's all those things. There's a fucking limit. And I'm not going to give up one thing for another. Mainly, probably being hormones. I am not stopping that. Nobody is suggesting that you would have to. Medical science might just a little bit might, but you but, don't know for sure because you haven't gone to a professional. But it talked it, no, it's risks, right? Have you or There's have risks. you not? Have you or have you not gone to a psychotherapist, a psychiatrist, not a long time, or any other kind of medical doctor that could have a discussion with you about these drugs that could help you that make my life and the lives of millions of other people around the country better, yeah. more manageable. Millions of people also drink alcohol. Billions of people also eat fucking McDonald's every day. Yes or no? Have you gone? No, and I'm not going to because it's not worth the risk. This isn't an every so often problem. The risk this is of, an the every risk day of, in the my risk head. Of what? <laughs> the risk of what? It's not working. Of it failing. I, I don't want to live because I never want to feel what I felt last Saturday ever again. Life ending would be worth it to never feel that way again. Do you feel do that. that way today? Huh? Do you feel that way today? No, I feel like shit today. I had I had a really bad Monday. And I'm having a really decent Saturday compared to my Monday. <laughs> what don't you understand is that it is not black and white. It isn't always black and white. I know. You're the one who taught me that, you dumbass. The tyranny of the binaries. Yeah. Okay. This is a this 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 is a very simplified thing. This is simplified all the way down to its like base. Anxiety attack coupled with PTSD and whatever the fuck else is wrong with my head. Not worth living through ever again. If there's even a point zero zero one percent chance of that ever happening again, the point is to I learn. Don't how, want, the point is is that it might, and you learn how to manage it better. I don't want to learn. Nobody how to has taught it you how to do that. No, I, so then you're the just then but you're lazy. No, it's then not you're lazy. lazy. It's just I you're lazy and you're selfish. The then. risk isn't worth it. No, then you're selfish. You're totally self-absorbed. Your depression could be cured if you let me cut off your legs. Would you do it? That's not even a valid argument. No, but you have to give up something to get something. That's why I have a giant cross on my back of Flamel right now because equivalent exchange. I know that's how fucking everything works. You give, you get back what you give out. Right. There, that you can neither create nor destroy matter. Everything is, and it's, 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 it, it's, it's balanced. Everything's balanced. Like you talking about your fucking stupid chemical imbalance. It's about balance, right? Mm-hmm. It all boils down to balance. Well, the balance is here. Here's the bad. Bad feels. Never want to feel again. Here's all the good. That all feels pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. Some of that stuff feels pretty amazing. I mean, I cried during an orgasm once. I mean, that was pretty fantastic. <laughs> right. Um, but then here's the bad. And the bad so far outweighs the good. There's no way to compare the good feelings and to make it okay. I just, I don't want to. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I just, I'm just done. Why can't I just be done? Why? Why can't I just be done? Why is it so fucking important to stay goddamn alive? What will my continuing to live, not produce anything, not doing anything, as it stands, if I never improve from this point other than the fact that I don't want to kill myself, what's the point? Because the chances of that are no, no, not, I'm not asking you. Not realistic. What's, what's the not point? realistic. What's the point of staying alive? It is why why are you alive? Why is anyone alive? Why do we stay alive? If I die, will any will other than the people that know me, the couple of people, and then during my lifetime, the billions of people that have come and gone, obviously. Well, maybe not billions. There could be billions. I don't know. I'm, what, 29? So, eh, 500 million or so people come and gone since I've been alive. It doesn't matter. There's people dying every day that will never fucking matter. Their lives are insignificant. You look uh, at the size against, of the universe everything else. When you look at the size of the universe. You look at time. What is time? Why okay, does time all right, matter? All right, hold on. Hold on. Their lives won't matter... By what measuring stick? Exactly. What, what what measuring stick are you using to measure the value of my life? Your subjective personal feelings? Yeah. And maybe the subjective personal feelings of other people? Right. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Most that, people, that's good enough. Then I shouldn't be trans because so many people fucking hate it. That's okay. That's the same fucking logic. What you should do something because of how other people feel about it? The You have vastly, you have, not vastly, but you have improved my life. Our relationship has improved my life, and I think that my relationship with you has improved yours. Correct? Sure. And the people that are bad for me don't get to be in my life anymore. And there have been periods of time where you've been bad for me, and we have we have not talked. Yeah. Okay? And, but that doesn't mean that your value as a person ceases to exist just because at that point, my, my, uh, desire to connect with you is lessened or more like you have emily emily is uh let me just be real frank you're borderline classic borderline personality disorder and she is classic codependent i see it black and white she is as dependent on you as you are on her and if she ceases to exist part of you a majority of you does too and vice versa. Why would you... Do you think... And this is a... And I'm not being sarcastic. Like, do you think in your mind that if you cease to exist, if you die, that somehow you stop causing pain, you cease to exist? Be- I'm not causing the pain. Me, personally, my brain isn't doing it without my control. So, who cares at that point? Who gives a shit? Yeah, but the pain still is... So is everyone's e- going to experience pain. Everything's larger, always going to be pain. But see, that's where your argument falls apart is because you ceasing to exist causes more pain than the... At least it's a choice I fucking made. But you have the ability to control your mind if you choose. Do I? You do. You, 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 I, I 100% believe that. Okay. Yeah, you can, you can think that. Yeah, yeah. sure. Good, I, good. I don't think that you're crazy. I don't think that you're abnormal. Yeah, no. No, that's fine. But I do think that you're in far more hell than I am, and I do appreciate that, and I do understand having been so close to you for so long. I understand that, Maya. 
there's no other way to explain the rage. And when everybody in my life has said, you got to get away from her, she's dangerous, I said, no, the closer you get to Maya, the more she's going to kick at you. But, like, uh, I get that you're in a tremendous amount of pain. I can't understand or know what everything that you've gone through. But I do know that in my own life, going through the amount of pain that I've gone through and the traumatic experiences that I've gone through, as I have gone through therapy and I have learned about healing those traumas, my life has improved. When we go through traumatic experiences, they are packed into our mind, into our lizard brain. And it creates cognitive distortions. It creates these scripts that train our brain to react certain ways. It's very difficult for me to be in a relationship because of various things that have happened. But I have become a better partner because I have gone to cognitive behavioral therapy and I have started to unpack that. What I lived through last summer was the unpacking of my parents' divorce. And it shouldn't make any sense that a 15-year-old boy experiences and the emotions right now are just as real as they were then. That shouldn't be that way. I shouldn't have had to go through the shit that I went through from 13 to 15, but I did. And I've learned how to cope with it and learned how to manage my brain and learn how to become a better person and a better partner. And I slip. I've been a raging asshole the last three months. And it's because the amount of stress that I've undergone because of various things, I, I, I slipped back into managing that stress in the old way. And I failed. And I hurt somebody. And they're gone. And, yeah, I feel guilty and I feel sad about that. But nothing in any relationship is permanent, Maya. And you're getting a phone call from the one person who has never given up on you and never will stop giving up on you. Why she call me during a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, the, it, but my, no, my, all that stuff, all that stuff, If it, it, none of that matters if I don't have an appreciation for what life is. So you have an appreciation for life. I didn't, you. but I didn't when I started a year and a half ago. I didn't two years ago. I was in the exact same place as you. But you found an appreciation for life. Good for you. I got, That's amazing. I got divorced. I had zero identity. I had zero idea who I was. I had zero idea what I was supposed to do. And I have learned how to have the good outweigh the bad. I haven't. But you can, and that's my point. I could also win the lottery. I could also you're land making and stumble. excuses. No, I'm you're not. Making no, excuses. I'm not. That's not a valid you're argument making against excuses. it. You're promising hope when there may not be any. You can't guarantee. No one can guarantee me anything. You know what? Killing myself will do. It guarantees me fucking peace. You think I like living in this world when I know all this shit and I see everything? And I see people suffer. I, I watch people. I tell you earlier, I watch people. Their kids get beaten by some piece of shit father, and I can't just go up there and fucking shoot the piece of shit in the fucking head because I have to worry about fucking the law or some shit. People are being hurt. Children are being hurt. 
I watch every day as I know people. Their children are dying for seizures and there's a cure, but they can't have it because the government says no. All these people, I watch all these fucking videos of cops beating people and treating people like shit and people sucking their fucking dicks. I watch where we're bombing people all over the world. And I'm just supposed to sit here and go, okay, yeah, this is nice. Yeah, the whole the whole world's on fire, and this is nice. So that's that's super cool to live in, and that doesn't stress me out and make me anxious. I know this shit now. My mind works that way now. I'm fucked. I could do a lot more drugs and be an extremely happy person, but it wouldn't be me. I could take SSRIs and everything else, but in my head, that's not going to be me. That's going to be drugs. But that's, not, that's, not, how, that's not how it works, though. No, hormones. I, I take, hormones, I me, take SSRIs, me. and I'm telling you that's not how it works. No. You don't become a different person. I'm not, it doesn't matter how it really works. It doesn't. None of that matters. Why not? Logic doesn't matter. Okay. You know why? <laughs> because it's my fucking brain. Because it's broken. Because it doesn't have to make sense. And if anybody has any kind of mental issues watching knows, it doesn't have to make sense. But if that's I know that. there. No. Living that way, like even with hormones, I don't like taking hormones. That's not mine. That's not me. This is all fake. All of this is wrong. This is a stopgap measure. This isn't enough for me, and it never will be. It's like I'd never get the surgery because it's not, not going to be anything any more than a fucking open wound. It's going to be plain house. And I'm not okay with that. I don't like it. And your nose is really bleeding, and that's creepy. Uh, yeah, I yeah. You get nosebleeds. I get nosebleeds when I weep. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I don't have that, or I'd scare a lot of children. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, I... I, I No, I, I, I don't have that appreciation for life. I, I don't think I ever have. When people tell me stories about how I was as a kid and shit, like that whole like invincible attitude, I never lost that. And I never gained an appreciation for life. And I don't care about finding it either. I own me. This is my choice. Who knows what the afterlife is? You have your beliefs on afterlife, what's okay and what's not okay. I don't have a set of rules saying that if you kill yourself, you're going to hell because I don't have a hell. Because even if I was the Christian I used to be, I still didn't believe in hell back then because I didn't. I, it was a fucking human-made concept. So I don't believe in it anyways. Heaven and hell and all this stuff. I, like I said, you cannot, you cannot create nor destroy matter, right? So energy, energy. I don't know what's going to happen after I die. No one does. I don't know what's going to happen a thousand, ten thousand, a million years from now. Hell, somebody might find a fucking piece of my hair and a piece of headphones I left behind in your place, and you'll be super famous. So they'll keep it, and they'll fucking clone me. I'll come back. I might be the <laughs> fucking new like master race they use as like, the fucking blueprint to wipe out like some alien race. Fuck, I don't know. Who gives a shit? But it doesn't matter. I could, I could drive home today and die in a car accident. What would be the fucking difference? except that I chose it, and I got to have a living fucking funeral. So anybody that wants to see me, I will come see and say goodbye to. And then, bam. So no super expensive funeral, no bullshit, no weeping, no one last time. You had your last time. Yeah, but that's not how that's going to work. I don't give a shit how that's going to work. That's just what I'm going to do. It's what I'm doing it for. And then at the during it, at the end of it, at some point in time, I'm going to stop living. Now, is that the only guaranteed outcome of that? No. Can anything change from here to now? Yes. Am Do, I selling everything I own and going on this trip regardless? Yes. Yeah. Am I, I ever I, coming back to Indiana? Will you ever see me again in state lines? No. I don't think the... I think... I don't think you can... ever resist the urge of seeing Mittens again. That cat? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that cat. That cat's a piece of shit. I hate that cat. 
But she's I so- like petting cats. I love cats. I love children. <laughs> I love small, fluffy creatures. I like big, fluffy creatures. I even like Thank the you. ones that aren't fluffy. But <laughs> fuck that cat. I am not going to give something pleasure for it to fucking attack me. <laughs> fuck you. Now, now you know how Emily feels. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, We've been going for a really long time. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, so what? Okay, I didn't know if you want. Is anybody still fucking even watching this shit? Oh, like, I is anybody gonna listen to this long of a podcast? I, yeah, they listen to three hour podcasts all the time. I don't think anybody can turn this off. Your listeners are kind of fucking stupid. Because uh. listen, <laughs> no, I think people, as always with this podcast and with Maya, people are willing to go out and say things. You're willing to say things as they are, regardless of the social consequences. Um, and like that's one of the things that you've taught me. Uh, and, and it makes Fuck you, Aaron. Oh, don't read the comments. I've been. <laughs> oh checking... my god, I don't even know what comments these are. Oh, this is the live thing. Oh my god. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay. What are what are some of the people saying? I don't know. Aaron just said, "Dumbass Maya, Sean, <laughs> quit being a cunt." She, who's Sean? I think someone's been edited out of here because there's. I think there's some comments. Some, was someone talking shit? Let's let's focus on the let's focus <laughs> on, let's focus on the show, please. Uh, so I've been. I, I love to read about psychology. Okay, and I I came across. Uh, I've never really studied borderline personality. Can you put your phone down, please? Yeah, I know. I'm gonna All kill right. this Sean Bourne person. But yeah, right. okay. What? Uh, I came across borderline personality. Put the phone down. <laughs> that was Don't a touch- message from Lindsay. So I'm gonna okay. get that. Uh. Have you ever? Do you know what borderline personality disorder is? Let me look it up. All right. No, no, no. I no, can read it to no, you. No, no. I'm going to read it. All right. Let me read it. This is from I, the National Institute of Mental Health. And you tell me if you experience these, these things. We'll go down the checklist. Put your phone down. Hold on. Hold on. You're putting a lot of stock in a system that not long ago said that I had a mental disorder and I should be institutionalized for the way I am. The same. The same system. The same system that makes billions of dollars every year telling people they have all these issues and selling them all these drugs when there's no way to measure chemical imbalance and that it is a bunk science and that most psychi- psych not psychology psychiatry psychiatry are you, are you is done? bunk are you done no i'm not going to i'm not going i'm not going to play into this game of this this fucking other fairy tale fucking religion so many people dump money and faith into when i don't believe in it because I read enough medical journals and psycho- psychology shit to know that we don't know how the fucking brain works. We don't know what personality disorders really are. And they're way too broad. They're no different than fucking goddamn horoscopes. They're broad. Fuck that. Are you done now? None of us are medical professionals. <laughs> Extreme reactions, including panic, depression, rage, or frantic actions to abandonment, whether real or perceived. A pattern of intense... And stormy relationships with family, friends, and loved ones often veering from extreme closeness and love idealization to extreme dislike or anger devaluation. (laughs) Distorted and unstable self-image or sense of self, which can result in sudden changes in feelings, opinions, values, or plans and goals for the future. So you're saying I'm not trans. I'm just, I have... Uh, personality no, disorder. No, that's, that's you trying to fit whatever you wanted no, to. No, but that's it. the argument that could be made, couldn't it? Impulsive and often dangerous behaviors, such as spending sprees, unsafe sex, substance abuse, reckless driving, and binge eating. 
Reoccurring suicidal behaviors or threats of self-harming behavior, such as cutting, self-mutilation. No, no. Are you f- are you kidding me? Look at your arm. You carved what was it? Relevolution in your uh, your thighs, or it was the trans symbol into your thighs, no, wasn't I it? Did scarification on my fucking leg? It was an anarchy symbol. That is like something you pay somebody thousands of dollars to do, and it's Talk really hard. As close to the mic as you can, please. Intense and highly changeable moods with each episode lasting a few hours to a few days. Chronic feelings of emptiness or boredom. Inappropriate intense anger or problems controlling anger. Yeah, we got that one checkmarked. Having stress-related paranoid thoughts or severe disassociative symptoms such as feeling cut off from oneself, observing oneself from outside the body, or losing touch with reality. So you just described most of the population of the United States in one way or another, because everyone knows we're all commas. So, yeah, no, I, I, I don't buy into that, because that's just no different than a fucking horoscope. Of course, especially sitting here thinking about it, we can call some of my behavior that, but is that what it stems from? What does it honestly stem from? What's the actual root cause? The, Why does it happen? How many of those things do I actually have? How many of those things are actually the same fucking thing? The root cause of borderline personality disorder is severe childhood trauma, either physical or sexual abuse. And a lot of people disagree with that in the community. So I'm not saying that you're—we're I mean, not talking about trans. I'm talking about your emotional state. No, and the, like the, the brain fucking community. The fucking goddamn smart people. The fucking brain community with the smart people. I I don't want to call it psychiatry. I don't want to call it psychology because those all come with this bullshit specialization. But I mean with the entirety of the brain and how it works and what emotions are and what... It's not just chemicals and electrical signals. There's so much to the brain we don't understand. We don't... Most people think we have five senses still. I mean, what the fuck? We have like 27, maybe more. I just don't understand how you know more about psychiatry than the people who are psychiatrists. Because I'm not in it to fucking push pills, believing in the goddamn FDA and the government, and to make a fucking buck, because I've been the psychiatrist as a kid. I-, I was prescribed all kinds of shit. I was sad because my fucking biological birth giver uprooted me from one school, moved me out to a fucking elementary school with six grades with no more than 105 people, and I was a little fucking depressed. And mm-hmm. I was kind of acting out because... I didn't have any friends, and it was a new place, and it sucked. Right. So, yeah, like, I have a lot of faith in those motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, your kid's got, like, ADHD. Here, have some pills. Those people I'm going to trust? Really? Yeah. You're, okay. you're, you're making a broad and sweeping generalization of an entire community. That, well, that's that, why, I said, that, well, that's that why I said brain people is because the brain— Nobody can even agree on what a trans person really is. Why are people transsexual? Why are people intersex? We don't even understand that. We don't understand how gender works inside the brain. Is it a choice? Is it not a choice? How much is nature? How much is nurture? Does spanking help your kids? Does it not? Yeah. Are vaccines good? Are they not? What the fuck ever? I don't care. I have my knowledge and information. I don't trust those motherfuckers, and I think it's fucking goddamn just brain horoscopes. That's all it is. Okay. Like you can describe way too many people with that. I'm just saying that millions of people have gone through trauma, mm-hmm. have then gone through dialectical or cognitive behavioral therapy, uh-huh. and have learned to overcome many of the emotional regulation issues that you're talking about. You know how I can overcome therapy. my issues? By dying. Okay. Because they stop being issues. But that's the thing. But that's my choice. I can choose to go through that those hoops and go through that process or not. Why do I not have the choice to not go through that? 
to not be paranoid about talking about killing myself, even on this right now, of being locked up. I've been locked up in a fucking mental joint before. That's not cool. I've been to jail before. That's not cool. That loss of freedom is worse than the loss of freedom in my own head, and I'm not down with uh, that shit either. I don't disagree with you. That the, I'm not going to go the, talk to somebody that might fucking lock me up or give me a drug that's going to fucking make me drool. I, I do think that you know when you are committed in that and you're isolated from your friends and family and from your regular life, I do agree. I think that that is more harmful than anything. Oh, wow. It's like monsoon raining. Um, oh, got to go. Got to go drive. No, you're staying right here. Um, I don't disagree with you. I I do think that that would be not be beneficial to you. I but I do think that going once a week through the VA and going through some form of unpacking of the trauma that you've been through would help you. And I don't understand why you disagree with with that. When you understand, no, I'm not. Dis- building, there are lots of things. If building, I put my faith- building a relationship with a professional and Learning to unpack these issues can help you. It won't harm you to talk to someone. I don't want to. Why do I want to unpack them? I unpack them every fucking goddamn time I have an anxiety attack. I spend hours just sitting and reliving all the most painful fucking moments of my life. Why would I want to pay somebody to go through that? So that you can learn to regulate and manage these emotions. That's what I'm saying. Could. I don't have faith in it. I don't have faith that I still want to fucking live. So why? Why? Why should I? Because people care about you. Good for them. People care about the fucking Kardashians, too. That's that's bullshit. No. no the amount of time and bullshit. energy those people spend no, idolizing their stop fucking trying, heroes? Stop trying to get us off on a tangent about the Kardashians. That's I'm bullshit. Not. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Lots of people care about me. I feel that love, and that's the fucking problem. I'd be better off alone, unloved. No, you wouldn't. Because it's not <laughs> suicide doesn't work the same way. It's not about worthlessness and feelings of hopelessness and everything else. Lots of people have that shit, and that's some horrible, sad shit to deal with. Being unloved and unwanted. Sure, I can deal with that. I don't give a fuck. But it's all these people that rely on me and love me and want me and, and, and try to extrapolate joy from me. And then people like fucking Lindsay and Emily and so many other people, I hope you're still watching because fuck you, for wanting to hide shit from me because they don't think I'm emotionally stable enough to deal with it. So people fucking hide shit from me. Then I make up shit in my head about why that's wrong, which a lot of people do anyways because you don't have the knowledge, so you just make up shit. Mm-hmm. Except my making up shit turns me into making all the bad shit in my head real. And then freaking out about it, being made real, and then getting horribly depressed so, over and over and over and over and over again with no choice in the matter. It just fucking happens. I don't get to choose. I can, I, over these last few months, we have spent time, Emily, Lindsay, and all three people, because I thought three people being involved in this would be super helpful, right? Mm-hmm. Three people. All kinds of varied life experience and everything else. None of them professionals. Okay. With experience in helping people I mean, deal with PTSD. I mean, I could be a professional plumber in a half an hour, but I don't know how to plumb shit. So <laughs> keep with that professional thing because that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, it does. It no, actually it, does. No, it does. Yeah, it really does. You know what? You know how many therapi- fucking how many different panels I've watched the psychologists fucking yelling and threatening each other with violence over arguing over what they thought the brain did this way or that way. So that one therapist on a YouTube video, I, it. it is all therapists. No, it's and that's not, not what I'm saying, and not, you know it. Is it that's, we my, don't fucking know. We are dumber than a box of owl shit, and I'm not going to play fucking games with my mind and my mood 
any more than my own mind already does it, to suffer, to maybe hold out hope. I don't have to. People fucking hide shit from me. I fucking push people. Look what I did to fucking Harry and Greg Mm -hmm. for almost seemingly no reason. Fucking paranoia, anxiety attack, bam. Wasn't friends with them for over a fucking year. Right. You think that's fun to fucking go through? No, of course it isn't. The terrifying fear of even thinking about Harry again or thinking about fucking calling him and then fucking Lindsay made me go have fucking lunch, breakfast or something with him. And like being friends with him, every time I talk to him or see him send me a message, I remember how bad everything felt like it just had happened. You talk about remembering emotions as they just happened. I remember all the bad shit. You know what I don't remember is good shit. I don't. I don't have a good memory, but I remember the bad shit. So my mind is filled with 29 years of bad shit. And you're telling me I can get over that and learn to unpack it? 29 yeah. years of bad shit. That is exactly, Fuck you. That is exactly what I'm I telling you. I don't want to do that. Because you know what? Why would I want to unpack memories of somebody else? It's about learning who you are and developing care. a sense of self. You could do that, but I'm not going to put myself through the fucking stress. And then the inevitable outcome of said stress. It isn't stress. You 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 are talking about you are scared of something, and I don't understand why you're scared of it when you have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm scared of my own brain. When I walk you out, you talk about shit. You talk. You go to the therapist and talk about things. I don't want to bring any of that shit up. I don't want to ask me questions because if I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want this life. I don't want this existence. Is that not okay? Really? I mean, people can have problems with it, but it is not my life. Should I not get a choice in when my suffering fucking ends? Should I not get a choice in this? I'm saying you do have a choice for your suffering to end. If everyone else and it has wants nothing me to, to do go with seek all yourself. this help, yeah. I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to be able to leave the house to go do it. I'm not going to be able to force myself into a fucking doctor's office, and I sure in the fuck can't force myself to be fucking honest with someone I'm fucking terrified of. So Let you me, tell me how that's going to work and having to fucking fight through all that shit just to get to it. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't. Why are, I don't want to do it anymore. Why are you terrified of it? What makes you terrified? I already said because they can fucking lock you up and what the fucking drugs to you. And I've known people that had had depression, got some drugs. They were the wrong drugs and they ended up fucking dead anyways. I am not going to accidentally take a fucking drug and then kill myself. I'm not going to try to make this worse by looking for hope and treatment, and then so when something bad happens, I kill myself just right then and there. I'm trying to do this in the nicest way, the, the, the most empathetic way possible. There, there, but there isn't one. There isn't one, what... but I'm trying. I'm trying to make it the best I can. Maya. Well, why can't I do that? Should I not get some fucking props for trying to do it the best I can to try to give people a chance to say goodbye, to give people a chance to meet me? I come to them. I'm not asking for money. I'm selling all of my possessions to raise money for this trip out of, I am going to see people. I am going to live in my car. I am not going to care about anything other than getting to all these people and making sure anyone that wants to say goodbye to me can. That's all this is. That's what this is. This is not searching for hope. This is not looking for something that's not there. I, I do. I have already given up. I had to have Emily remove all the things I could use to hurt myself because I was there. I'm there already. Mm-hmm. I am just now holding on long enough to try to see some people, to try to give one last time to maybe record this, something else, so other people can maybe understand something. To give one last time 
so I don't go out in the fucking dark and then make a mess for somebody else to clear up for everyone to go, oh shit, I guess now I have all their shit here and I gotta worry about this. That. No, I'm gonna take care of everything before I go. I wanna say goodbye. People should be fucking happy about that. We should deal with things like this more. Suicide shouldn't be, if you wanna give up, here. People are still gonna like, I've talked people through suicide before because I know, I understand the pain and sometimes you just don't wanna keep going. But there's things you need to think about before you do it. Like, leave a note, maybe. Fucking leave some videos. Leave, like, fucking, you know, take care of your fucking finances and shit. Make sure people aren't going to come after the people you leave behind for money or this or that. I'm almost there. I interact with people so little anymore. Most people won't notice when I'm gone other than Facebook posts. But I could get on Buzz, like, fucking BuzzFeed or some, whatever the fuck the thing's called, and I could literally, Buffer, I could literally make posts for the next three years on Facebook. Just, like, tonight. Just go right out three years with Facebook posts. Nobody'd fucking know. I'm gonna take a thousand selfies tonight in every outfit I own and then cut my hair a couple different times. No one would fucking know I was gone. No, that's not true. No. What, what about Emily? What about Emily? She made the choice a long fucking time ago to get in a fucking hot mess with me. And she had the chance to not her entire life. And she chose to be here. She chose fickle love. She chose pain and possible suffering for a glimpse, for something. For so this is, this is her punishment? No. This is just, this is what life is. This is just what it is. Some of us are broken. Like, what, life just, I'm fucking trans? Like, what I do to deserve this shit? Why do you deserve any of this shit? None of it has to have a reason or make sense. It doesn't. I'm suffering. I'm going to kill myself. You're suffering. You're not. Let's go home. That's all there is to it. Emily's going to suffer. Will she maybe kill herself too? I don't know. I hope not. But she might. And that's her choice. Will Lindsay? Maybe. I don't know. I hope not. It's her choice. Will you? Will Emily? Will your Emily? Will anybody? Will anybody live past tomorrow? Will Donald Trump get elected and China nuke us? Will we all die? I don't care. None of it matters. Nothing has to have a reason. Not everything makes sense. It doesn't have to. But sometimes the pain is too much and you just let go. I've let go. I don't care about life. I don't know if I ever really did because there hadn't been that much of a change. But I don't care. And I should be able to choose to go out on my own fucking terms. And again, we sh- why don't we treat death differently? We let old people die in fucking funeral homes, seeing them maybe once every six months and maybe once a year, then, oh shit, grandma died. When that happened? Oh, three years ago? Shit. Guess we should have went and fucking seen her for Christmas. What's the difference? What's the difference from me dying alone, old, or what about all the fucking homeless people? What about the 22 fucking veterans a day that fucking kill themselves? What about, what about, what about, what about? Exactly. You've got a million what about different it? whatabouts. Exactly. And what none, of, care about none, of, none of your arguments, Those none people of your reasons, none I of your don't. reasons come down to the impact that you make on other people's lives. You make a positive impact on people's lives. Sometimes, sometimes not. Of course, but that's any relationship. But it's my choice to decide if it's worth it or not. Is it not? Of, of course it is. Doesn't mean that I'm going to condone it. And I don't think that you're going to get people cheering in the streets. 
I don't when want you people go on your cheering in the street. Suicide trip. I don't care. I don't but, want them cheering in the street. I don't care if it's sad and crying. Everyone talks to me the exact same fucking contents anyway you have the entire night. I don't care. That's fine. That's your choice. This is for you. That's what this trip is. It's for you people, not me. Not me. It's for you. Because that's how I would want to be respected. If somebody close to me was dying or was going to die, I wouldn't talk about hope and finding cures. Everything else. It's like, how do you want to live your last days? Do you want to go through treatment? Yeah? Then if you said yeah to that, then I'm going to fucking go hell and hard, high, have fucking, it's going to be World War III on your ass with treatment. If you said yes. You don't want to live? Well, that sucks, man. And I'm never going to like really be happy about this, but let's, if this is all we got, then let's have it. That's all we got. That's all I got left. So if people want a part of it, fine. Not, fine. People want to extend a trip thinking it's going to make me go on forever and I'll never stop? Maybe. Maybe not. I feel like I, if anybody wants to see me, they're going to get to see me. Some places might be harder to reach the other and they might have to fucking pay to get me out there because motherfuckers, I can't drive across Tundra, fucking niece. <laughs> But I'm done. Like, I'm done living my life. This trip isn't me going out and having fun and like, I'll fucking hell yeah, I'll do all kinds of drugs and I'll fucking do all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, whatever. Do you want to party? Party. Whatever. I can be fun. That's what you want out of me. Is that how you want to remember me? Is that the last thing you want me to have in this life? Cool. That's how death should be handled. That's how suicide should be handled. Not fucking making people feel bad for being in too much pain. Really? People want to make me feel bad for not wanting to be here because they're going to feel bad? Well, fuck you. I'll trade you. I'll trade you right the fuck now. I'll trade anybody. I don't give a shit if you're goddamn paraplegic. It's not this fucking brain and body, so I don't give a shit. Grass is always greener. Hell, it'll take me years to fucking learn about all the problems with that new body or brain, so fuck it. I got at least five or six more years before I figure out all the shit that's wrong with it. Fuck, be an adventure, but not this. Not now, not this body, not this brain, not this life. I'm done. And that's the thing. Because a lot of people might not think I'm serious about this, but I'm fucking done. I am. I'm very serious about this. And I feel like it's gonna. It's it's for the best. I feel like. Maybe somebody will memorialize what I've done. We live in a different age. All my shit's recorded. All my shit's there. My Facebook page isn't going anywhere. So, like, what's still not there? Like, the other day, your guys' second time at fucking Morty's Comedy Joint with Rupert, your first big celebrity, like, at that event. You guys opened up making fun of some shit we did together. Got some laughs. That could still happen if I wasn't here. Those stories still exist. And yeah. everyone else gets to keep the good memories. I don't remember the good times. I remember the bad times. So why everyone else gets to reminisce about all the good times, I won't be. You get to remember the good times because other people are there to help remind you. They're not mine. They don't feel like mine. And people are upset that you're going to rob us of more. Rob you? It wasn't yours in the first place. It's my fucking life. It's my energy I choose to give people. It's my effort I choose when I want to go somewhere and force myself out of the house in a social situation. Mine. It's my effort. I choose to give. 
Not that anyone's owed. The same shit I gave my fucking ex-girlfriend when she says, you know, Emily, you go spend your time with my or whatever else. No, it's my fucking time, and I choose who I give it to. And when I fucking give it to people, I choose what energy I give out to people. Because, like I already said, how I believe is you get back what you give out. And I choose very selectively when I give myself out to people. So it's mine. It's my choice. It's my gift to everyone the fuck else. Just the same everyone else's energy. Your energy tonight. This is your gift to me. We are mutually gifting our time and energy to each other right now. And our vulnerability. And opening ourselves up and recording ourselves and everything else. This is all our gift to each other. This is voluntary. Right. And I want more of it. I don't have any more to give. I'm going out of business so I can retire. You can't force me to keep staying open and being in business. They can't. I don't want to. You can't make me. I'm a cat. You can't hurt can't me. Can't too. I'm gonna come over there and wrestle you. <laughs> Do you wanna? <laughs> yeah. Do you wanna wrestle? That'd be a right good now? way to. That'd be a good way to end this. You. I mean. I mean. We can go. I know you're finally not armed. <laughs> no, we're not actually gonna wrestle. <laughs> All right. Well. I'm done. Unless anybody has questions, but I I saw the comments uh, and it was it was it was shit. They're all fuck them. Who cares? I'm gonna read it when I get home. Yeah, I'm sure you'll feel good about that. <laughs> it's gonna take up the rest of my night. Oh good lord, who's Emily Hess? You know an Emily Hess? Mm-hmm. She's kind of cute though. Yeah. Just sent me a friend request just now. I wonder if she's watching. I like her glasses. <laughs> Emily has has nice glass. Why do we know so many Emilys? I don't know. And y'all mother. Oh no, we watch. You ever see those videos where it shows people's names and where they're most popular? Yeah, like during the pe- time periods and stuff. Emily mm-hmm. was really popular in the eighties. So like, listen, I just want to say that I love you, and all of this terrifies me because. Other than, I don't know how many people you have in your life that understand what you go through. Um, I'm sure Emily knows more. <laughs> I understand. You know, and to some extent, I, I, I may not understand the depth of the pain. But I do understand the pain of emotional trauma. And it terrifies me because I hate seeing you give up because there were a lot of times that I didn't because I knew the depth of your pain and you never gave up. And you gave me strength. And that's what life is about. Giving that energy off to other people. And people love and respect you, and they do look to you. And you may not want it, and you may not like it, and you may not accept the responsibility or want it, but it's there. And that's why people are scared. 
It's because they actually love and care about you. Even if you can't fully feel it and appreciate it, it's there. And what you've done tonight is go deeper and explain what you're going through. And you know what happens when you do that, Maya? That. People start to reach out and they start to help you more. God damn it. I knew there was a, this was a trap. It it's not a trap. It's, don't use trap. that. That's the triggering word. When you start to open up and you start to share your story, you're going to get more and more. And I hope that this trip does a lot, good, a lot of good for you. And that you start to really feel and see how much people do love and care about you. And how much strength people draw from you. That's all we got. 100 years from now, nobody's going to know who we are. Life matters because of Emily. Life matters because of me. That's why life matters, and that's why you keep going. And you don't ever give up. Because there is always a way forward, even when it's hard. And you're the one that taught me that. It's a good lesson. All right. I can't take any more. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody else can't either. See you later. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com.